It's Thursday, January 25th, 2018. You're listening to Last Time on Video Games, a podcast about retro video games, and sometimes some other things. This is episode 213. I'm pretty sure that's not Oregon. Runtime for this episode is 42 minutes and 30 seconds. Welcome to Last Time on Video Games, the podcast that can grow three times its normal size. My name is Jeremy. I'm an ancient practitioner of making sweet little paper things and then hanging around buildings. I'm Tyler. I'm not an ancient practitioner of anything. I prefer my modern conveniences. My name is Zach. Modern conveniences like what? Indoor plumbing. That doesn't keep demons away, but it does help. So I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> clearly, clearly we need to play Tenra Boncho Zero. The RPG that has mech pilots and Hanafuda uh, Shinto priests. I've wanted to play that for a long time. This sounds really interesting. I've never. Oh no, I I have played. We have played it. I was thinking of the uh, the D the anime D twenty game. No, I have. I think I have a different one that's not uh, Bessem and that I picked up from RPG Net at one point. So actually, this is a question. I know you guys both buy random RPG system books occasionally. How many do you own that you haven't played yet? A depressing number. Okay. <laughs> I think at least seven. So is More that, than that. Is Zach's number depressing, though? I mean, it's really about... His, ask him. It's his opinion. Beholder? There are some games that I would like to play. Like, actually get a chance to really sit down and play. Because, like, some of them... Like, I haven't really played a campaign in like dark heresy or only war or death watch just i've played a couple of games in those but i've not really sat down and played a long-term game and like i want to play mech warrior but my group doesn't really want to play mech warrior so i'll play mech warrior i'm not gonna run it though see oh yeah that's the problem (laughs) i need jeremy to read the rules and tell me what they are (laughs) so is mech warrior basically an rpg system on top of battle tech uh kinda the turns in MechWarrior actually have the the turns of Battletech. So you can only fire like a large laser every other turn if you're piloting a battle mech at the time. Yeah, because that makes it's sense. more scaled down for personal combat. But that's the other reason why I'm, I'm also kind of not wanting to play MechWarriors because if you play a game of Battletech, you're usually in for about a four-hour game. And I don't know about Jeremy, but sometimes I don't want to show up to the uh, RPG group to do a four-hour combat situation. That's fair. That's actually why I try to keep combat light in games I run anymore. Just because, like, no one actually wants to show up for that much. Well, okay, you know, I say that, I have a lot of newish players that still really want to do that. We're playing Star Wars. We've got some, we've had some fun fights. We lost a player because we weren't doing long enough combats, so. What? (laughs) We had too much story BS. You know, so um, that, that's what I've learned is the longer I've played RPGs, the less I care about the combat and the mechanics and the more well, the, I care about it. I like getting story. into fights occasionally because sometimes it can be fun. Like I said, we had a, we had a combat situation in our last Star Wars game that but also, was really cool. But that, that was the most intense, longest combat we've had, and it was 100% because of a story situation. It was not supposed to be a combat. That NPC just said the wrong thing to me. <laughs> yeah, so Jeremy's character jumped him, tried to kill him, and then it left me and Kevin holding the bag. So who's running this? Then well, we're doing rotating GM. So Jason is GMing right now. Huh. how's that working? Out of curiosity, I know you've uh, wanted to try it. Before. I like it a lot. People are less enthused than me, so this is probably going to be the last. Well, in part, it's because I'm not really thrilled about our about uh, my character in particular and the character situation in general. But that's because I don't usually like playing bad guys as much anymore. 
That's the other reason is I was fine leaving you holding the bag against two guys. Because my guy is supposed to be a dick. And your guy <laughs> is supposed to be a dick. My guy is an even bigger dick. He's also got a very big gun now. That was the other reason. You could take him. Yes, I one-shot one of them. That's because you have a big gun. Technically, it was two shots. Is it named? Not no, yet. he just got it. I just got it. From the guy we got into a fight with. I, I propose Minerva. Oh, yeah. Also, the guy I shot was an arms dealer, and we were in his warehouse of grenades and guns. Ah, yeah. Frank, totally legit watersman. I remember him. <laughs> so, I've been up to uh, quite a quite a bit, actually. Like, I mentioned a while back, I played a little bit of Far Cry 3. I've kind of petered out on that one, um, just because like I got to the next island and was kind of like, I'm a little bit done with the whole exploring thing, although I really liked uh, how I hunt or how you generally can hunt sharks in that game. Which one is Far Cry? Yeah. Which one is Far Cry Three? Because after the first one, they pretty much all blend together to me. That's the one with Voss. Uh, <laughs> no, yeah. okay. I haven't played zero Far Cry. Hopefully, so. that helps one of our listeners. It's um, your main character is Jason Brody, and you're trying to rescue your friends from the slavers. Is that the one where technically you can win at the start of the game if you don't just like don't get on the That's helicopter four. or something? Okay. That's Far Cry Four. So you can hunt in that game, and you need to in order to expand like your inventory, and one of the things that you need to hunt is sharks. Okay, how do you hunt sharks in this game? Okay, so step one, you find a boat. Uh, then you drive the boat till you find a shark. Then you run over the shark. <laughs> then you hop out of the boat and go skin the shark. Question, <laughs> why would I not just play Assassin's Creed 4? Uh, because you want firearms that don't need to be reloaded after every shot. I kind of like that, though. I especially like that your upgrades are you just get four of them and keep pulling them out. There are different uh, feelings to it because like Assassin's Creed 4, there's a lot more in the way of like free running and stuff like that. Whereas in Far Cry 4, it's more shooter. Like you're basically playing Rambo. Yeah, it's not Far Cry parkour. (laughs) I was being more than a little facetious. I know. Although I have always seen the Far Cry games as those games I would play if I liked the Assassin's Creed's and had played them all already. But I am not that guy, so. I did have one of the instances where I was looking to conquer an outpost, and I was preparing to go in, and a tiger wandered in, murdered everybody in the outpost as I just kind of sat there and watched. That sounds like some good Metal Gear Solid Five stuff. Yeah, I was actually just thinking that. That's actually Far Cry stuff. Far Cry's been doing that for a long time. Quick tangent, have you seen any of the beta gameplay from Metal Gear Survive? Because I'm actually really excited about it. All I've seen is the trailer, it. and I'm like, man, I don't want to give Konami any money for this, but I have to admit that this seems like it might be okay. I saw a video of some guy putting a bunch of turrets on helicopter blades and then starting the helicopter. <laughs> it was glorious. Uh, what uh, else, Zach? Uh, League of Legends, because no, duh, I've been playing League of Legends. Um, the new season just started, and I haven't actually started playing ranked yet, but... I have been trying to practice, although the meta is about to shift for 80 carries because what the meta currently has been is the 80 carry buys a relic shield because he can get a regenerating shield once he upgrades it and just go for like pure survival. Relic shield is normally a support item. Okay. I I can see why that would be useful, though. Yeah. What it does is any if certain timing, like if every time you kill a minion, it shares the gold with somebody who's nearby. And so the AD carry picks that up for the healing and then that support item quest where he gets the shield. And so it's been kind of a problem. Next patch, they're changing it over. So I'm probably going to wait until that changeover happens to actually start my placements. 
I had an outstanding game the other day on Zaya, though. I went 14-1-9. That's really good. I actually put the video up on uh, our site. That was a fun one because it was a game in which neither team had good engage, but I had an outplay that didn't lead to me getting a kill, but it was kind of cool. They had a Yasuo. He hit me once with his ultimate, which usually means the 80 carry dies if he gets hit by that. But I bought a uh, Quicksilver Satch, which let me get rid of the suspension and run away from him. Suspension? Like, is this thing he locks you in place? or He suspends you in air. And, like, slashes you a bunch of times. You know when Trunks killed Frieza? Yeah, he does that to you. As I say, as soon as I heard this, this is exactly what I thought of. So, that was kind of fun. And game, the game's still really good. It's new season. I'm watching some of the pro play stuff. Uh, NA and EU hasn't started yet, so I was watching uh, some of the OGN Korean stuff. Looking forward to seeing how NA really shakes out, because there's a hell of a lot of changes. Like, TSM picked up the best bottom lane from EU. They're like, we're just going to hijack all the best players from EU because we can. I can't wait till Vegas lets you bet on League of Legends, so I can just go at the start of every season, just put a whole bunch of money on the Koreans, and leave. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. They only have a 1.1 return rate, though, so. Look, I own a CD. <laughs> <laughs> so, that one's a lot of fun. I'm planning on playing ranked this season because I... I got to get over the whole ranked anxiety thing. I know that's why I haven't been playing ranked is just because for whatever reason, I have anxiety whenever I think about going into ranked in League of Legends. And I do the exact same thing in basically any ranked game mode. Um, and then I just get over it eventually. Well, that's what I'm saying is I haven't actually gone out and really just made myself play it and be like, this is it's just a normal game mode. It's It's like everything else. But... For whatever reason, I haven't been able to actually convince myself that it's just another game mode and leave it at that and go play. I've been doing the same thing. Like, I keep wanting to get on Anther's Ladder um, because it's also the start of a new season for Smash. And instead, I'm just doing all the most ridiculous things I can with Ganondorf. <laughs> I think it's just because, like, I, I keep looking at it and being like, what if I'm not as good as I think I am? And that's the biggest thing is, like, if I, what if I get placed in bronze? Oh no! So what? Yeah, climb exactly. out of it. I'm I'm better than a bronze player. I've seen Cody play. <laughs> also, the point is to have fun, right? And like, I have more fun yeah. when I have a, like actual competition. So yeah, I mean, and th- I, it's one of those things I should really look at. But I've got a plan. I know characters are planning on playing in ranked. Just need to go out and play ranked. So, Jeremy, you haven't actually been playing ranked in League of Legends. What have you been playing? Have you been playing ranked in anything? First of all, look, look, I gotta get there. <laughs> I know what you're fishing for. I'll go. I'll bite. Just give me a minute. I've been playing some more Wind Waker. That game starts really, really slow. It does. I, I forget that every time I pick it back up. Like, all of the Zeldas post-Majora's Mask, or I guess post-Ocarina of Time, start slow, but this one is weird in that most of them have, like, a beginning, almost tutorial zone that takes forever, and this one, just the first two dungeons are nothing. Would you say it starts slower, or I guess starts worse than... Uh... Twilight Princess. I haven't played Twilight Princess in like 10 years. I need to fix that. I kind of think it does, but Twilight Princess's start is also bad. That's why I was asking. And so is Skyward Swords. Um, Having played all of these games fairly recently, Wind Waker is, I think, the slowest start. Although the the constant lure of the ocean makes me constantly want to go back to it. So uh, The nice thing about Wind Waker is it's got a lot of really cool ideas. One of the problems with playing it when I am is that 
It's got this cool crafting mechanic that Skyward Sword does better. It's got this cool mechanic where you can knock weapons out of your enemy's hands and pick them up that Breath of the Wild does better. It's got this kind of cool combat system that Twilight Princess does better. And most of those are games that came out after it. It also has this thing where all the NPCs are unique characters with schedules that Majora's Mask, which came first, does better. Playing it when I am, it's this weird midpoint where I can see where the fr I know where the franchise is going, and they iterate on a lot of these ideas and do them a lot better. And the dungeon design is one of the weakest, at least so far. But I am finally starting to get into it. It has a lot of cool story ideas. I really like the idea of controlling a wind god and therefore being the most practical and important person in a flooded post-apocalypse <laughs> world. Because your character, for some strange reason, has control over the wind god. Well, mostly your pals. <laughs> and you uh. can be like, southeast. And he's like, got it, bro. <laughs> All right. His brother, the god of cyclones, hates you and wants to like throw you to random locations. But I was finally starting to kind of get into it, and then the Dragon Ball Fighters beta came out, and I was like, "Up, oh, time to stop playing Wind Waker for a while and spam this." Which means he's going to have an unfair advantage when the game actually comes I know. out. So I've heard nothing but good things about fighters. Um. So if you want to hear some bad things, the first day of the open beta, it just didn't work. Uh, so much so that they added an extra day later after some they had time to patch. Yeah, I thought it was. Uh, I downloaded it too, um, and I thought because I couldn't get into it was because I didn't have PlayStation Plus. So I figured, eh, I must be because I don't have PlayStation Plus. It won't log me in. But apparently, it just doesn't work for anybody. I don't know how good their matchmaking system is. Uh, the bait is in a weird spot. I started just doing casual matches, and uh, I was winning like five times out of six, and I was doing very very well when i started playing ranked i also seemed to win more than i lost but especially early on it was like we're gonna match you against bob this is the first time bob has played a fighting game have fun it's like oh you trashed bob here's god <laughs> ah, senpai please yamate <laughs> and then it went back and forth like that for a little while and eventually it seemed to have me kind of dialed in though so well they might not have a full-fledged mmr system set up just well, yet it they, seems like they do like you get a ranking and stuff. the problem is everyone starts at a thousand or whatever their initial starting thing is and it takes a few matches to shake everything down given that no one's played much no one has a rating but it's very very fun uh like is it too early to call game of the year 2018 probably it's yeah probably weeks. but this is my favorite fighting game in forever. I feel kind of good at it. A lot of my Marvel vs. Capcom like general knowledge translated, but it's been so long since I actually played Marvel vs. Capcom that none of my bad habits really did. None of my uh, Marvel vs. Capcom knowledge will translate. So who developed this game? I, because I, Arxis. I was going to say, I think you said Arxis. And For those who don't know, they're the guys behind such games like Blaze Blue, Guilty Gear, and that uh, Persona Arena? Yes. And... All of these games I have found way more natural feeling to me than Street Fighter ever did. So Yeah, and the auto combos mean like even casual noobs can kind of do cool stuff. Even if I'm like, ah, I wish I had a practice mode so I could learn some real combos instead of just winging it here. <laughs> hey, that's what I always do, and I seem to do about okay. Well, you can just hit square now. <laughs> X, I guess, will have to be what yes. it is. Well, or Y. I usually can come up with some of the combos for for characters. Usually the ones I play a lot. Yeah, the uh, beta only had 11 characters, too, so I got a pretty good 
feeling Mix for all, all of them. them. But Nappa, I only saw one guy play Nappa, and it was not me. So, so. who were you primarily playing? What the was your te- primary the team? The team I settled on, for a while it was Gohan, Goku, and Vegeta. I eventually settled on Adult Gohan, Frieza, and Kid Buu. That's a uh, that's combination. a very weird team. Yes, I I will probably drop Frieza for someone. I really like the idea of his assist, but it was almost never helpful. Kid Buu has a lot of amazing options to get in, and he has a really really good assist attack. And I just really gravitate to Gohan. So this game is functionally going to be similar to Marvelous Capcom Three, right? Yeah, Where I, your two backup characters have their own health bars, and to yes, win a match, you have to beat all three of them. Yes, very very similar to MVC Three. A lot of that. They've even got like basically the same mechanic as X Factor. It's just called sparking. As far as I can tell, it works exactly the same way. Does that one Isn't, guy from the uh no, song no, go sparking? I wish, but no. <laughs> Isn't X Factor the one where you're low on HP? You get a boosted damage and resi- damage resistance. And regeneration. But he can only use it once per match, right? Yes. And the fewer characters you have, the longer it lasts. Okay, I don't think I ever really was able to make good use of that, but fighting games are not usually my forte. So I just won a couple MVC or MVC matches with that. See, but. and what I was gonna say is, Tyler, what would it take for me to lure you to locals if they happen in Denver? Um, because I want to get good at fighters. That depends. Like, so I've been considering going to actual physical Smash tournaments, and I've done like I did one while I was out in Vegas just uh, by opportunity. So maybe not a whole lot. My my problem is I'm not sure how much practice I can put into it, and I don't want to be the the guy who shows up and is just like a total casual. I'm fine so. being that guy if I have to be. <laughs> I, though I bought a fight stick for this game. It's a crappy cheap one, but I bought one to see if I can get good with it. Like I really don't want to use a 360 controller for this game. Luckily, you can just attach a PS4 controller to a Windows PC. So, so. You, that you can also get good at the PS4 controls at the same time? Yeah. Well, I just uh, I do not like the triggers for fighting games at all. Oh, uh, I prefer. I like the triggers on the 360 controller a lot more. I like the 360 controller a hell of a lot more than I like the PlayStation controllers. Nope. My problem specifically with the trigger, like the button is fine. The trigger is an issue because you have to depress it so much in order to actually cause it to activate on a lot of games. Normally, I like the trigger, but for fighting games, I really want the uh, like just digital press or depress. I, I understand that. It's just I don't really think about it over much. You know, and it's not a thing you would think about until you're. Uh, like, the difference between a quarter of a second comes into play, and most games, it, the timing is not that tight. Most of the controls for at least Dead or Alive 5 on the PC the uh, don't really use the triggers. Yeah, but... And I think that's how you get around it, is just don't use the triggers. But... And you definitely could do that for fighters, but the way it's default set up is the right side buttons are for the awkward two-button combos. So, like, the top and bottom... So- button and the left and right button. Okay, it's kind so of like, like how Soul Calibur yeah, used so to like do it. Y and uh, A and X and B, which are kind of awkward to just press, are set to right and uh, R1 and R2, and then L1 and L2 are your tag buttons. So you could just set the triggers to tag, either do the thumbstick in or do the two buttons manually, but I would prefer a PS2 controller, or I might just use the fight stick. We'll see. So I will say... It depends on how much I get wrecked and ranked when I start this game. Yeah, um, I was doing very well in a ranked, I, or at least I felt it like I was. Like I said, there were definitely guys who kicked my ass, but there were way more guys who I kicked their ass and or were kind of even, but I won. So I will probably I feel be, good. I will be the group's casual here. I probably won't <laughs> play ranked on this game. But you might be able to convince me to go out to locals. I don't, I don't okay. think it would be that hard of a sell. So what have you been playing since it's not going to locals? Um... 
don't know. Zach mentioned something earlier that reminded me of this, and I was going to like do a. We played some PUBG. Oh yeah, that's right. I completely forgot about that. We like all actually got online for what? I was being games. annoyed at PUBG. Yeah, yeah I know that. Kevin died, and we had a real good match because of it. Yeah, <laughs> that was a lot of fun. I like it when we can actually all get on in that game. I actually completely forgot that we're doing that. I know Zach mentioned something earlier related to like surviving. It may have been Far Cry. I can't remember. Um, but I finally got around to playing the other iterations of the Nonary games, specifically nine, nine days, nine lives, nine persons, or something like that. Um, the it, what games? The Nonary games. You the, talked about them last episode, two it, episodes it mean, ago. It means th- things having to do with the number nine. Okay. Uh, he had the Sauce Simulator 2016. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Zero Time Dilemma is the most well-known game in the series. Um, I decided that I did not know enough of the backstory of that game, so I decided to play the first game in that series, and although I like it a lot more, it plays a lot more like a visual novel with like escape room things that just happen. It's pretty good so far. The entire thing is already ripe with spoilers, so I can't really give a whole lot away, except that it feels... A lot like just doing an escape room with some plot in between. Have you played any of the Danganronpa games? No, they seem that's like also they are your alley. Yeah, those, those are to, also on my list. I need to play those. Yeah, I know you own them. I have one. I don't have three. I have one and two. I'm pretty sure I only have those. I don't think those have any continuity though. So we need to play finish playing. We were here. Yes, we do. We should finish that sometime. Or maybe you and I should just watch someone else play it. I already have. No, I meant someone. Someone we know play it. Like, Hire a Kevin? Yeah, Hire a Kevin, and maybe you. Although, okay. have you already watched Let's Plays no, of it? I have not. Okay. I'd like to just finish it, because we were, I think we were pretty close. Yeah, I think we were pretty close to finishing it. I think we only had, like, a half hour-ish left. Um, we just to, I think we just had to figure out that one puzzle. I haven't actually been playing a whole lot in the interim, mostly, mostly because by the time I get around to having time to play video games recently, it's been, like, 8.30. I'm like, well, I guess I could play a couple rounds of Splatoon and then go pass out. See, so. and I'm like, ah, oh, I've got that Dokkan battle stamina, I can do that and go to bed. <laughs> exactly. Have or, stamina now. Yeah. Or I was doing a lot of Fighter Z. So they have all the stamina costs for the Dokkan events. Oh, that's nice. like permanently, or is yes. it an event? Wow. Hmm. And they're doing an LR Androids event right now. I do have a sweet Android team that needs more Androids. Oh no, I'll think about it. Um, and that Vegeta's oh, coming out. And the fact that your froze isn't max level occasionally bothers me. <laughs> you mean the Tarble? Yes, that is what I meant. Your froze. Your froze oh, Tarble yes. is like level 97 or it's something. It's 87. It look, was hella useful against that LR Goku. I know you have the Goku. trading items. You could just lock in and trade it up. But I was just like going through, is he actually just permanently my leader now? Yeah, and he's <laughs> is useful. That I left him off? I, because I've he's used a him generic a times. Rant leader, he is useful to me. But the fact that he's only level 87 bothers me sometimes. I kept using him for the uh, the LR Goku, because finding a second Grandpa Gohan was a pain in the ass. No, no one's running that guy. I don't. Why is no one running Grandpa Gohan, I wonder? Well, he's really good for the LR Goku event. And not much else. Four. Yeah, because he's a strength leader. He's a free leader. And if honestly, if you're going to run a strength team, you want Super Saiyan 4 Goku, which is why Jeremy doesn't run strength Super Strength. Yeah, I think... I was going to say that Gohan would be my best leader, but actually, the Roshi would be better. I was going to ask, when does... Jackie fi- Chun? Roy Roshi. Oh, Roy Roshi. Roy Roshi. Yeah, that's true. I forgot about Roy Roshi. When does Fighter Z come out officially? The 25th. 26th or 5th? The 20-something. I believe it is the 25th, so I think it's next Thursday from when we're recording this. Well, yeah, it is soon. I think okay. it is sometime next week. Cool. There was something... Oh, right, the tournament. Of power. No, the world tournament um, for... Oh, pfft. 
for uh, Dokkan Battles next week. So maybe we will just record one podcast next week and we will play a bunch of fighters. We'll see if it's actually out. Oh no, the terror. It would well, be awful. Well, look, if it wasn't out, I would be sad. Although, you'll have to remember to bring your stick, because otherwise you're going to be relegated to a wireless 360 controller. Or I could bring my PS4 controller, if my stick's not here yet. Oh yeah, are those just USB at the end? Yeah, the, the PS4 controllers are just USB now. That's nice. Or they're Bluetooth, and if you have a Bluetooth in your computer, it will recognize them. No? You know, I considered putting one in there when I built it, and it just didn't happen. I, I, I forgot about that. They're, you can plug them in with the USB, that's how they use the chargers. Damn, that cord is yeah, it's very small. It's not as um, it's not as bad as the GameCube controllers, but it's, it's pretty short. The GameCube controller. I have a GameCube controller and the PS4 controller next to each other. It's worse than the GameCube. They're Cube both controller. only like two feet long. They're both crap. But two feet and two inches is a lot better. That gives you a little bit of wiggle room you need to be able to like lean over your coffee table instead of you know having being able to sit all the way back. <laughs> Anything else, Tyler? Nothing I can remember, which means essentially no. That brings us to the assignment. Pocky and Rocky with Becky. Funny name. I don't know that we have a lot to say about this game, so this might be a short episode, guys. Uh, <laughs> Pocky and Rocky with Becky is a top-down shooter, but instead of playing a jet or a bro, <laughs> um, I just flexed some bro. that I was, show- I was talking about Shoanaki. You play as... A cute Japanese priestess girl or a Takuni? That's what Rocky is, right? Or Pocky, whichever one. Do you mean Tanuki? Tanuki, yes. Not a, not a Takuni. A Takuni is something else. I don't know what it is. I'll figure it out later. I feel like it's a taco. It's just... A raccoon-shaped taco? Yeah. yeah speaking of which, is a taco a sandwich? I re- Fuck you, is the answer to that question. <laughs> I am both a structure and filling anarchist. So, yes, a chocolate-filled taco is, is in fact, a sandwich. <laughs> Zach is a hot dog a sandwich. That's a question I'm willing to. Talk yeah, that that's very middle ground. That that's like structure, mild anarchy, and filling mild anarchy. I am an American. A hot dog is a hot dog. Well, is, is it, it a sandwich? Is it a hot dog sandwich? This is a question I don't have to answer. I plead the fifth. <laughs> the, the fifth what? I re- I refuse to incriminate myself in the uh, debate, but of whether or not a hot dog is a sandwich, I am not forced to. <laughs> so Pocky and Rocky with Becky. Uh, would be delicious on a sandwich. Is uh, not right? really. I, I, oh, a Pocky hot dog seems like it has legs. Yeah, but Becky? Po- you could call it a Pock dog. Yeah, but I don't know. I don't like the other white meat very much. It, it's a little bit too stringy most of the time. Yeah, that's fair. Raccoon meat just... See, oh, tr- raco- oh, yeah, raccoon meat. That's totally I, what I was I'm talking about. I'm trying to fill for space yeah, so I'm that trying the episode's longer. I'm trying longer. to get to the game, and people keep stymieing me. Look, you have to edit this one. You want it to be short. Yeah, that's a good point, yeah. Um, it was a bad game. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I'd say bad. Yeah, it's a top-down. It kind of controls, I don't want to say like a platformer, but kind of more like a Zelda. It's got a slower movement to it. Uh, like not, the first Zelda. Yeah, like not quite grit as grid-based, but it feels that, more like a top-down adventure game. That That's a very good point. I hadn't thought about that, because it's been forever since I actually thought of the original Zelda, to be entirely honest with you. Um, but yeah, you move a little bit slower and... It's almost more like an adventure game with a ranged attack, except for the number of enemies on screen and the fact that there aren't any real puzzles or platforming challenges, just attacking enemies, which are all various Japanese yokai, like those nice umbrellas with eyes and ghosts. Um, I kind of wish I knew what, girls. I kind of wish I knew what they were all called, but on the other hand, I also just was killing them all, so it doesn't really matter. I played some yokai watch. And so, do you watch Culture Shock ever? Occasionally. Um, I, I know what the umbrellas are called, but I cannot pronounce that word. One of the ones I was watching at one Isn't point. Isn't it just uh, Shikai? 
I thought it was U- started with an UBI. UBI? I don't know. I, I also cannot spell things out loud. I was my weakness. I watched a yokai themed anime at one point. I'm trying. I'm drawing an entire blank on what it was called, but it had a it had a lot of those involved in it. Yeah, there's a lot of Japanese culture in this game that I think is presented fairly well. It is a Japanese game. So apparently the umbrella things are Sukumo. Well, I already f***ed up. Sukumo, Sukumogami. There we go. Sukumogami. Okay, that's not what I thought they were called. Took but, me a bit there. Yeah, but the story begins. You want to tell the story, Tyler? Oh, yes. This is a great story. Once, centuries ago, there was an evil ghost. And then some priestesses sealed the ghost. And then it was good. And then the ghost escaped. It was very naughty. Pocky and Ro- actually Rocky realized that he needed to warn his friends about this. So they all got together and decided to defeat the ghost. It's really the stuff of legends. This is like, you, you know how some people say Azamango Dayo is the class right next to Sailor Moon? This is like the other, the next class, and the classes keep getting worse as you go along. <laughs> uh, it, this one's a little different from most of the uh, top-down shooters, because you've got your ranged attack, like Jeremy said, but you also have a melee strike, but I don't know how useful that actually is. It's useful when people get right in on you. Uh, because it comes out pretty fast, and it's got a cool animation where you like whack ghosts away, and it's kind of comedic. But the ranged attack is way better since this is a shooter. I actually found myself using the melee attack preferentially, just because I found it more viscerally satisfying. Also odd for a shooter, most of the enemies just melee attack you. There's very few bullets yep. on screen coming at. It's you. not a bullet hell. I and I actually I think the only one I encountered that was a range was that first boss. This is the first one I encountered that actually threw anything at me. I actually feel like it's kind of an. I think it is an enemy hell, or an enemy hell. I think it is a bullet hell, but because of all the enemies, it is an enemy hell. There are just so many enemies on the screen at yes, any time. But it's so much easier, and I kind of feel like that slowness and easiness is a lot of why I don't really care for this game. It does the Kirby effect, right? It, it's not even that bad. It's not, like, boring, but it doesn't create that high tension or those, like, high stakes of a bullet hell. I actually think a lot of this, um, a lot of what we're talking about, and with the large number of enemies and the slow... Uh, feeling because it's a little bit more zoomed in it's because this game was initially released on the game boy advance so rather than try and put a lot of like bullets on screen for you to dodge because your screen's generally going to be a little bit smaller and while the game boy advance wasn't a weak piece of hardware by any means it wasn't up to the same kind of standards as the consoles of the time it's also got a small screen which you have to factor for that's what i was uh, talking about too but so instead of trying to give you a lot of bullets on screen they tried to give you a bit more room to maneuver around enemies specifically because their sprites are going to be a bit bigger like yours is. So you've got a bit better of a chance to see them coming and get out of the way. Um, unfortunately, and I don't know how these guys really felt about it, but your character feels like they move a lot slower than I really expect them to or want them to. It's like, we're going to go out and we're going to stop this great evil from taking over the world, but we're going to do it at a leisurely stroll. <laughs> Well, like I said, this felt to me almost more like an adventure game at first, and it has that kind of pacing and movement. You move like Link in the original Zelda, and Link doesn't need to move fast because he has a shield to block projectiles and a melee attack, and it's not like his enemies are these nimble things that are going to get away from him or kite him. There are some of the enemies in this one that were pretty nimble, That on the second level specifically, that kind of annoyed me. Well, and you don't really have the... Like, one of the most satisfying things about a bullet hill is, like, knowing when to dodge and when to shoot. 
And the answer in this game is pretty much just always attack. Yeah, the only reason that it's hard to lighten up attacks is because you're not a ship. You're not facing forward. You have to kind of turn around to dodge. But that just kind of makes you do these weird, like, circles of death where you, like, move back and then turn back around through some cards. To be fair, Tyler, I've been playing Cuphead. I've played Cuphead. Uh, the answer of whether or not to attack or dodge is always keep attacking. If you're not attacking, you're doing something wrong. That's fair. But does this game... This game, you can't hold down the fire button, No, you right? have... And so. I, as far as I could tell, you could only have three of your uh, cards on screen at any one time. I don't know if that was because I didn't have an upgrade or something like that, but I it just felt like any time I had more... Or I got three... I couldn't throw anymore until one of them went away. Yeah, that was it. You can always melee, uh, regardless of how many tags you have out. Oh, that's something I guess we kind of skipped over. There are three characters in this game. They all have different attacks. In theory? In theory. Uh, one you of have the to pick up a specific power-up to access them, though. Yeah, I only played Rocky in my playthrough of this, and he had homing, which seemed really broken, because, uh, especially on the bosses, rather than trying to aim for the boss, which is kind of dangerous because it means you walk towards them for a second while you hold the direction down... You can actually just fire tags in any direction, and then a second set of homing tags will come out. So you can actually just, like, hide in a corner and just spam the attack button. You also have a screen-clearing attack, uh, which is useful if enemies are on you. But while there are a lot of enemies in this game, it never felt really to me like there were so many that I needed it. And also, if they were on top of me, I would prefer to just use the melee attack. Yeah, and you, you've got two hits, so you kind of got to be a little bit careful, but... It never uh, felt hectic enough to warrant it, right? Uh, yeah, I, I actually used it once by accident, I think on one guy when I was trying to figure out what all the buttons did. Then, uh, if I remember correctly, I forgot I had it. Yep. Yeah, I used it once on the first level while trying to figure out the controls and then promptly forgot that it existed. Yeah, it's not very useful against the bosses either. And that's another thing that reminded me of Zelda in particular, but really any adventure game is this... Uh, has like levels that you kind of go around you don't just travel up or side to side you have to it's not really maze like but you have to walk around you have to find a key which opens up the boss which are these specific japanese demons that get introduced with their name and everything usually they'll have some snarky comments to you yeah, before think, they fight i think the first one was tengu right yep it was just a generic tengu crow demon i, I think it's specifically crow tengu Oh, so wow. you don't get confused with other crow demons. <laughs> the second one is Nue. Yep, and that's as far as I got. Yep, Same that's as far as I got. There are only four of them. Oh, wow, okay. So it's a pretty short game. I did not realize that. It's not really a bad game, but it's also pretty boring and skippable. Yeah, I will say it is a competent execution and not much more. It's weird that it got on the Wii U Virtual Console. I suppose Natsume just wanted to put something more than Harvest Moon 64. I mean, I like Rocky and Pocky generally. I don't so. think it's a bad idea. I just don't think it executes as well as they wanted it to. I will say the bosses are probably the most interesting part of the game, simply because they actually give you something to like concentrate on. Yeah, but I feel like it's maybe the worst shooter like this we've played. Yeah, I might agree with that. I, I would not disagree with that. All right, so speaking of the shooters we've played, we have a list of the video games we've played from best to worst on our website, www.lasttimeonvideogames.com. At the top is Chrono Trigger. It is not a shooter. At the bottom is Echo the Dolphin. It's worse than any shooter we've played. Although you can shoot mouth beams. And in the middle is Kirby's Dream Course. And right above that is Contra 3 The Alien Wars. And we all agree it's worse than that, right? Yeah. Yeah. Now, Contra 3, while it definitely had problems compared to the other Contra games, was... Is worse than this. It's much more competently put together. Like, better, better than this. Than this. 
Yeah, you said it's worse. Oh. Contra 3 is worse than this. Die. No, I, it's it's better than this game. I, I was thinking this game is worse than Contra 3, but I misspoke. The next shooter we have on the list, another very Japanese game, is Glaylancer. Oh, I forgot about that. That's the one that had like way too much going on on the screen at any time, right? Yeah. Was that the one where Asteroids. we couldn't... Are, are you sure? I thought that no. was the one where it was... I thought this was um, like anime chick. Anime chick trying to save her father, and you yeah. could never tell what the stars in the background were from the bullets. Yeah, I thought this was also the one with asteroids. I believe there are asteroids later on. There are many shooters with asteroids. Though, okay, so. fair enough. Okay, I thought you were talking about asteroids. The so, yeah, I know this is one that had the sweet OVA opening scene. I, I think this that was also a little better than this, even if the screen real estate isn't great. And I'm starting to think maybe I'm wrong, and this isn't the worst shooter we've played. <laughs> but I do think Glaylancer was better than that. I, I mean, I, it was like a lame version of our type. I, I think Glaylancer had a bit better in, in the way of ideas. And while it did have problems, I, I think they did a bit better of a job. So how do we think it compares to Cho Anarchy? I also think Cho Anarchy is a little better with its weird style and its super beam moves. I mean, as far as super Japanese games go, I think Cho Anarchy probably wins, if, if only by virtue of having better feedback. It's weirdly unique, and I think it's Tyler got that might going. be right. Like, your your ship controls more responsive for your ship. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I played too many directions. Your, your bodybuilder. Your bodybuilder controls more responsively in a way that feels more satisfying. So, speaking of ships, right below Cho Anarchy, we have Xanak. And I think Xanax a little better just because the power-ups are more interesting. This is the one that was, like, largely... Was uh, this construction fused. in space? No, no, this is the one that we played right after that, or right before it. I forget which one. Uh, this is one that had, like, 15 different supers you could we, get. We went in, We made a mistake when we did these, and we played those two I so know. close. We, we played, like, four of them really close together, and I can never keep them straight They anymore. will forever be conflated in Zack's mind. But yeah, because we also played uh, whatever the sequel to Gradius was. Very cool. That was Life Force. Yeah, I forgot the name. Xanak, I think, has more interesting ideas. Uh, just the fact that you have so many different weapon varieties. Yeah, I honestly don't want to say one way or the other because I can't remember Xanak. Well, next is a game I think Zach will remember, Scat. I like Scat fairly well. It's not bad. No, I don't think it's bad. I think we're getting closer, but I think Scat's a little better. The graphics certainly aren't, but I think the kids. You got a lot of different weapon types. You you have more ability to uh, cover yourself. The next one I want to compare it to is not traditionally a shooter, but it does have a lot of shooting elements, which is Zombies Ate My Neighbors. Huh. Um, it's very similar to this, actually. Yeah, that's why I decided we should compare it there. I actually think I prefer zombies. Um, it's kind of boring and doesn't really give you a whole lot of the tools you need. On the other hand, it definitely wins in style points over this game, I think. Uh, the, well, how does the continues in this game work? Because I, re- I, th- I, remember, I remember having problems with that in Zombies Ate My Neighbors. And um, the fact that it doesn't have a save feature. But I don't think this game does either. So. It has passwords. Yeah, Zombies or this? This, this does. They uh, both have passwords then. Because so. it gave me a password after I beat the Tengu. The continues in this game just start you over at the beginning of the current level. Yeah, yeah, I did use one of those. So I think I think Zombies Hit My Neighbors is better, but very slightly. And right below that we have Star Soldier, which is construction in space, I believe. Yeah, and as much as we refer to construction in space, I don't actually remember this game well. It's well. Be- it, we always refer to it as construction in space because I keep thinking Xanak is that game. <laughs> I think this might be better than Star Soldier. Uh, yeah, I mean, as much as I can remember construction in space, if I remember that one right, there was too much crap in the way of you playing the game. Like, there was stuff actually in the way of you seeing what you were doing. Yeah, it, because instances. it had a lot of uh, visual... Uh, Obs- or visually obscuring the actual playing field. Yeah. 
All right, so are we in agreement then? Uh, no, actually, but I'm outvoted. So. Okay. So Pocky and Rocky and Becky goes at number 181, above Star Soldier and below Zombies Ate My Neighbors. You know, that's lower than I was expecting it to go. Well, like I've said before, a boring game to me is way worse than a bad game. I'm just really sad because I actually really like Pocky and Rocky, and this is not a good iteration well, of this it. Is a, this is a weird instance where I don't necessarily think the game is, in and of itself, bad. It's just in a weird spot where pretty much everything that we've played in its genre is better. Yeah. And it doesn't really stack up to those very well. Yeah, like, I can't think of any reason to recommend this over Gradius or, like, that in the Anime Army game that I would not recommend to anyone anyway. I'm surprised we actually didn't, like, hit that one on the way down, but... But it's higher up than this, so... Oh, wow. It's higher up than Contra 3, which is an opinion I agree with, and Contra 3 made sense as a good starting point to me, so... Like, I played the Super Nintendo iteration of Pocky and Rocky, and it plays a lot... A lot more smoothly. Also, it has uh, co-op, so, and this is this feels like a clear downgrade in basically every capacity. So, since we apparently have way too many shooters on our list, we need to play something else. And I think it is your turn to choose a game, Jeremy. So, what are we doing? Well, since the virtual console is going away, we have to wrap up a few of our Sega series. Are we playing? Yes. Do we have to? Look, we have to break this curse, and we have to finally defeat Alex Kidd and have Sonic trample over him. So next week, we play the final Alex Kidd game, Alex Kidd and the Enchanted Castle. Uh, Come on, it's on the Sega Genesis. It's got to be better, right? <laughs> We've oh, played other fool. Genesis games. I don't know where you're thinking that from. Sonic 2 is on the Genesis. Yeah. <laughs> that, that makes one. I feel uh, like there's another game we liked on the... Gun- oh, Pulse Man. Pulse Man was there. I like Gunstar Heroes. I think I'm the only one who likes Gunstar Heroes. but I have softened significantly on Gunstar Heroes since we ranked it. <laughs> Compared so to other Genesis games, at So least. we're playing Alex Kidd in the Enchanted Castle. Yeah. So next time on Last Time, the Ninth Circle of Hell. This has been Last Time on Video Games, a Last Podcast production, copyright 2018. For the conceptually impaired, all games and other media mentioned herein are copyright their respective owners. If you'd like to listen to past episodes or read some of our written material, visit our website at www.lastimeonvideogames.com. You can also send us an email at ltovg at lastimeonvideogames.com. We're also on iTunes, so feel free to hit us up and leave us a review. You get a dire paper cut while attempting to banish a ghost. Game over. All right, then that blings us to... No, that, that blings us that to it. That blings us out! <laughs>